Hey, my friend, welcome back to the Mindshift Podcast. Do not adjust your speakers. That is correct. My voice is not the same. <laughs> Coming to you today with a little bit under the weather, uh, seeing something is attacking my throat, a little bit of that typical cold symptom stuff, but the show must go on. Uh, I've been asked to address the question, how do you end or handle or reduce overwhelm? Overwhelm, have you ever been under so much pressure that you couldn't take action? Have you ever had so many things dealing with you in your life, something in your personal life, maybe at the same time, something in your work life, maybe at the same time, something going on financially? You know, it's easy to find life happening to us and letting that stack on our shoulders and we feel pressure and stress and anxiety. Have you ever had a situation where you couldn't see your way through it all? Have you ever been in a situation where you just were like, I know that I'm better than this. How did I get here? Overwhelm is something that I think if you're listening to this and you're a leader, you're an achiever, you're someone who's striving for more in your life, you inevitably will have moments, not one random one. You're going to constantly have to learn how to navigate overwhelm. Because see, what I've learned over the last 30-something years of being out in the front, which is where a lot of people don't want to go. A lot of people don't want the mic. They don't want to be in the front of the class. They don't want to be at the front of the, the pack. They don't want to take the leadership role because it's risky, right? If it doesn't go well, it's back on you. Well, those of us that take that role, and I know that's who's listening to this, we take on that risk because we're confident in ourselves. We're confident in our ability to figure things out. But sometimes in life, we end up in a situation where there's just too many variables. There's just too many things happening. And so sometimes in our striving, we take on too much. Sometimes in our desire for achievement, we end up a little overcommitted. And so I want to share with you, my friend, the word one of them. It's just one word. I don't have five things for you today. I don't have three things for you today. I don't have 12 things for you today. I hope this one word will help you position your mind to shift in the moments that you feel the overwhelm. And before I give you the word, let me tell you, at the time of recording this, I am at the end of the year, 2022. And let me be clear about the word that I would use to describe this year. Interesting interesting in more ways than I care to share in this particular episode. But if you're inside of the MindShift community, you will know all about it. If you work with us at our agency, you will have learned all about it. I'm going to leave that for a different conversation. But the word I want to give you today that I want to marinate and wash over you is the word no. When you're overwhelmed, when you're stressed out, when things are pulling at you 800 directions, no. What do I mean no? No to the wrong clients. No to trying to be all things to all people. No to seeing things in the future the way they've always been. No to trying to appease someone who you don't even like. No to the person you're trying to earn their respect or trust. If you're doing all that you can do and they don't trust you, then it's time to move on. No to a business or an opportunity or to a partnership or to 
a industry that no longer serves you. No to those things that don't bring you fulfillment and joy and satisfaction and abundance. We have to begin to draw a line in the sand when we feel that sensation. Now, let me be clear about something. I'm not saying run away from your responsibilities. I'm not saying don't take the pressure of being a leader. But let me share with you a couple of things that I've learned over the last 15 years specifically. And I got some coaching on this, which is really what started to help me change this perspective. And the word no became crystal clear. Let me go back to, for example, if you're an entrepreneur, the word no to the wrong clients. I remember one of my coaches probably 17, 18 years ago now took me through an exercise that had me identify my most ideal prospect. He called it a five-star prospect. And I had to sit down and he said, with all of the customers that you'd work with at the time, which by that time, hundreds, this is again, 17, 18 years ago, pick out the top five that you enjoyed working with the most. And he said, enjoyed working with the most, right? How many of you had customers where you, (laughs) like you did the deal, but you hated every minute of the process. But this one example was pick the five customers that you enjoyed working with the most. And then he walks us through an exercise. I'll never forget the exercise. And he goes, from now on, pick the attributes. Like, what did you like about working with those five? And then from now on, new prospective customers don't match up to the qualities of these five, then don't work with them. So you're saying no to the wrong clients, right? I was also at a point where as a young leader, now some 30 years into this, where I was always saying yes to a lot of things. People are still grabbing at me. Heck, just last night, someone sent me an email and said, hey, we met with you about a year ago. We're still not quite ready to to hire your firm, but we still need some more time to get some more advice. Well, the reality is we can't just say yes to someone who is not prepared financially to take that step. And Some of you would just decide, okay, yeah, I'll just keep doing free consultations with this person until they can pay. Now, that is not the way I responded to the answer. The reality is if I would have said yes, I would have now had one more meeting on the calendar for me to just share some of my expertise where they're not prepared or willing to put some skin in the game. So I invited them to put some skin in the game and then we'll schedule the time. So you're saying no, right? You're saying no to the people in your life that are not supporting your dreams. You're saying no to the people who are saying you can't make it. You're saying no to the people who are saying, oh, that won't work. Oh, what do you think? Who do you think you are? Why don't you stay safe? You know, right now there's a lot of economic uncertainty at the time of recording this. And I am being flooded with people that want to work in our industry. And, you know, we've got open positions in our company and I'm seeing things on LinkedIn and people are DMing me and people are emailing me. I understand there's something going on right now, but I also want you to make sure you understand that when you're saying no to a current opportunity, you've got to be crystal clear about what a yes looks like. You know, when I interview people, I talk to them about what their reason is, what's their why for why they're changing from this to that. And it's okay if some of that is a fear-based decision to change, but don't go take a job just to get a check and find yourself in a situation that was not best suited for you because you'll end up overwhelmed. You'll end up stressed out. You'll end up trying to, you know, 
make ends meet and you'll find yourself in a place that you don't want to be. I want to wrap this up just by saying and encouraging you that I know where you're coming from. I know what it's like. This year, 2022 has been incredible. We just came off of 2021 and a 2020 <laughs> and that had its set of circumstances. But that's the way leadership is. That's the way success is. That's the way things go. And when we say in mind shift is that whenever we're not getting what we want in life, when we're not seeing the outcome, when we're not seeing the growth, the progress, the things that we desire, it's one shift away. We're one shift away from everything that we want. But the thing that I want to share with you and finish on is we must be mindful of not letting ourselves get pulled in every which way and direction on the whims of other people, on the whims of society, on the whims of the economy, on the, the whims of demands of other people. When we can use this really simple, really powerful little word with two letters in it, no. I want to give you the last little piece of advice for those of you that struggle to say no. And I'll tell you that one of the best things that I say to someone when I say no to an opportunity, to a commitment, to sitting on a board or doing all these things, it's simply this. I appreciate the invitation to participate, but at this time, I have to be a no, because if I say yes, it will compromise my ability to show up 100% to the commitments I've already made. I'm happy to reconsider this in the future, and I hope to hear again from you soon. Isn't that just soft? Isn't that just simple? See, I said, I'm going to have to say no because it will compromise my ability to show up 100% to the commitments I've already made. You see, honoring your current commitments, no one can be mad at you honoring your current commitments. Now, I remember many years ago, three boards at the same time, it seemed, wanted me to participate on their boards, board of directors. And while it, I was honored to be considered, number one, but the truth of the matter was I had to look at my schedule. I had to look at my current commitments. I had to look at what was that going to do to me. And it was going to lead me to overwhelm. It just was. And we have to be okay with that. Now, these are all sorts of different examples, right? Career, relationship, personal life, work life, all these things. But the purpose of this dialogue today is how do you end it? How do you reduce it? And the thing you need to do is get things off your plate by saying no. No before it ever gets on your plate. And some of you need to just go take a look at your calendar, take a look at your to-do list, and you need to say, listen, I've got to get some of this off my plate. You know, if you're an entrepreneur, then having team, having staff, having assistants, having people that can do the things that you're not gifted at are going to help tremendously in reducing your overwhelm. You know, so many of us get caught up thinking, if it's going to be, it's up to me. Ah, that's a terrible way of thinking, right? It's okay if, if it's going to be, it's up to you to think through how to get it resolved. But one of your best assets as a leader, as an entrepreneur, as a thinker, as a striver, as an achiever, is to build team. Build team around you who can do the things. You'd be surprised how many people have a superpower in the thing that you need to get done, and you're spending all night on YouTube trying to figure it out. They love doing that thing, whatever that thing is, but you're too cheap to pay them 
And then you're going to go spend time on YouTube University. I love YouTube. Don't get me wrong. This ain't bashing YouTube or anybody who teaches on YouTube. You're probably watching this on YouTube. <laughs> but the point is to get real breakthrough, to get real outcomes and to reduce the overwhelm for sure is to bring someone in who does that better than you. You stay then leveraged to do the things you do best. And when you do what you do best, you won't be overwhelmed because what you do best, no one else on the planet can do. And it comes easy to you. It is effortless for you. The things that are causing you overwhelm, especially in work, entrepreneurship and marketing and sales and all the things that we counsel people on, the thing that's causing you the overwhelm is because it's not your unique gift. In the world of MindShift, I call it superstar DNA. Honor your superstar DNA. Figure out how to do more and more of that thing that only you can do, that you're the best in the world at, and you won't be overwhelmed. Well, Daryl, we're on, you know, it's easy for you to say after 12 years, 15, 30 years, you got all these people in these teams. And no, 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 it started with me. And it started with one. It started with one hire. <laughs> it started with one. And I'll never forget the story. The first person I hired. I'm going to go back just to my mortgage industry. The first person I hired in the mortgage business was someone who I still respect to this day. I've still communicated with her and she saved my life damn near because the thing that bothered me so much in that business was the mountains and mountains and mountains of paperwork. Now I know we're in an internet world. Now we don't use paper too much, but it was the mountains of paperwork that we had to get through and process and the faxes and the copying and the, oh my geez. I found someone who is an amazing administrator and she made my life so much better, made our business grow. It doesn't start with a team. It starts with one, but it starts first with your decision to say, no, I'm not going to keep doing this thing that I can't do. I'm not just going to keep trying to figure it out when it hurts my head. I'm going to create some space and some peace for myself to enjoy this journey. My friend, I'm Daryl Evans. Sorry for the voice. This is the Mindship Podcast. If you enjoyed it today, hit the like, hit the follow, hit the subscribe button, wherever you're checking this out, follow the show. If you've got any questions, leave them below. There should be a link somewhere around this where you can leave me a voice message or a text. And uh, we certainly invite you into the Mindshift community if you'd be so inclined to journey with us uh, after listening to this today or any other episode for that matter. Anyway, I'm here to serve you. I'm enjoying these conversations and we have a very rich set of conversations inside the MindShift community. And again, we hope to see you there. Visit mindshiftcommunity.com. I'll see you again on another episode. Bye-bye.